Hey, welcome to the Poser Podcast. What's up, guys? The, what is this? The, this is the September? No, October. October. Edition. October edition. We're all monthly now. And if you're wondering, we're monthly now. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're not weekly. It's just we are adults and yeah. have responsibilities. And it's just, it's, it's tough. You can't get together twice. Yeah. Uh, even twice a month to yeah to do this so but we're gonna still do it so yeah. don't worry about that maybe um maybe in the summers when i'm off yeah yeah maybe it'll be easier because i'll, I'll be looking for things to do <laughs> so whenever you have a free night you know when gretchen's doing something mm-hmm. or whatever we might be able to like stock up yeah that might be a good idea and have some welcome to the planning portion of our podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> That you guys were listening for a second. <laughs> um, well, you might not be, but <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, okay. Yeah, that's what matters. Um, we're clipping a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit. Keep talking, Ben. Yeah. So, um, teaching's going good. Uh, we're finishing up our nine weeks. This, this is we're recording this on a Friday. Yes. And next week. <clears throat> Uh, is is our is our ninth week of school and uh, we have our nine weeks tests on Thursday and Friday and then we have uh, fall break which Yay. is not that long I mean it's Saturday Sunday and then Monday and Tuesday is is the break off from school but that's four days you yeah. know it's two days that we normally wouldn't get but it's four days in a row mm. so that's almost a complete work week off. And then oh, we go back to school for three days, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And then we have the weekend. Or I'm sorry, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then we have the weekend. So it makes for, you know, that's a restful week. Yeah. So that'll be nice. And that, that's much needed. But, um, yeah, I was I was telling Ian the other day, like, I, I've been really wrestling with, uh, like, the uh, they say that a first-year teacher, it's an uphill battle. And it's just, it's tough and it's just going to be tough. And you you have to, if you believe that this is what you're called to do and this is what you're supposed to be doing, you have to just fight through it and you just have to, you just have to make it like you just have to survive that first year and, and learn the skills that you need. And the second year is a little bit easier. It's still a battle. Third year is a little bit easier than that. And you know, by fourth or fifth year, you got it, you know? Yeah. Uh, for the most part. And so that's just kind of keeping that in my head. Like I just got to survive. Yeah. I don't have to be great. I just have to survive. Uh, but that's not to say that I don't aspire to be great or try to be great in some small way every day. It's just more a matter of setting manageable goals for yourself. Yeah. And not, you know, when I started up, I, I wasn't setting manageable goals. I was trying to just be a teacher. It was just yeah. like, you know, okay, right from the get go, you know, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah, let's yeah. do this, and let me just be, you know, a <laughs> I'm vet- just gonna be good at this. Yeah, I'm just gonna be a veteran teacher, and <laughs> yeah. like you, you can't do that. <laughs> it's quite work that way. You, you gotta, you gotta earn your stripes. You know, yeah. you gotta, um, you gotta work at it. Yeah. You gotta build muscle. You yeah. know, to get there. Yeah, you, veteran teachers worked for it. They, yeah. they survived. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. it is survival of the fittest. It's 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 easy for them now for a reason. Yeah, there was a lot of time where it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> not because the circumstances got easier, but yeah. because they got stronger. Yeah, 
And that, that was what was new for me was I'm the kind of person that initially my, my natural instinct is to expect the circumstances to get easier or to complain about the circumstances. And I was calling my parents and I was just having a really rough day. Um, another rough day of a, of a rough week. Yeah. Um, cause those first, those first like six or seven weeks were just so hard. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. And, and I mean like I'm a, I'm a dude, like I'm a man. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say like I went home and cried. <laughs> like that's how bad it was. That's, like, yeah, I went home and wept before the Lord. Like, why am I here? Why do yeah. you have me doing this? Like, I trust you, but I don't understand. I can't do this. And so I called my parents and I was just exhausted. And and my dad was like, you know, this might sound like tough love, but let me, let me remind you of, of butterflies. Like if you saw a butterfly struggling to get out of a cocoon, your impulse would be to maybe take some tweezers or something and kind of help it, you know, pry open the cocoon and help it out. But if you do that, you doom the butterfly to death and it's just going to fall to the ground and die because it's the process of struggling to get out of the cocoon that makes the butterfly's muscles strong enough to to fly. Yeah. If it doesn't struggle to get out of the cocoon, it'll die. It's incapable of flying. Yeah. And as simple as that sounds and maybe even cheesy, yeah, that meant a lot to me. And that helped reshape the way that I was looking at the situation. And I began to change my prayers. And instead of asking God to make the circumstances easier, I began that he would, to ask that he would make me stronger. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Lord, this isn't going to get easier. And I still yeah. can't do this. But will you equip me? Will yeah. you make me stronger and able to do this? Yeah. And he began to do that. And so the past couple of weeks have been so much better. And I've set manageable goals. And one, there's been two primary goals. And one of them you and I have talked about a little bit, but mm-hmm. has been setting, like establishing a balance between home life and work life. Yeah. Uh, because before that was one of the things that was depressing me the most was that I was taking so much work home. You know, yeah. you would work for eight hours <laughs> at school, just exhausting yourself, teaching these yeah. kids and then take it home for two or three hours and keep going Yeah, and then go to bed at like nine o'clock and get up at four forty. Yeah. and do it all over again. Yeah. And I just didn't have a life and yeah. I, and I had no joy, you know, I had no rest. I was mm-hmm. exhausted. Mm-hmm. And then same thing on the weekends, you know, I would spend like six hours on a weekend, mm-hmm. you know, or more just preparing. So it never yeah. ended. Yeah. And so I finally just kind of began to seek counsel from some teachers that I know are believers and that are wise and have been doing this for a while. And there was a couple of them that kind of gave me some really good advice and, and kind of said, what their strategy is as far as teaching goes. And, and they'll, they'll, they'll work late. Like this one lady that I especially, I especially got some advice from, uh, she's like Martha Stewart of teaching. <laughs> she's like a 50 something or 60 something year old Barbie. Like she's oh, just yeah, you told me about this lady. super perky. Everything she does just like turns into this craft <laughs> that is just incredible. And I'll just like be passing by her room and she'll be like, oh, hey, come look at what I did. I got this at Home Depot and now I have, you know, this. these were like 95 cents a piece and now I have this word wall. 
and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't, I, I can't teach me your ways. Like, I just don't. How do you do that? How do you make that happen? But uh, she gave me some really good advice. And, and what she does is what I've adopted, mm-hmm. uh, which is to stay late, uh, like plan to stay late two nights a week. Mm. Um, so I might stay till like 6.30 or 7.00 after being there since like six o'clock in the morning, but I'll stay there till like six thirty or seven yeah. uh, on one night to do planning for the whole week so that I get everything, copies made, lessons planned, everything is planned out for the whole week. Mm-hmm. And then the other nights I might stay no later than like 30 or 40 minutes after school lets out yeah. just to cover my bases, you know, and most of the time that's not even necessary, but in special cases you might need to call parents or, yeah, reorganize your room or make some more copies that you, you know, you wanted to add something to a lesson, things like that. Yeah. And so then I'll do that for a couple of nights. And then on uh, Thursdays I stay late and I grade Mm -hmm. and I catch up on grading and I I grade everything from either the previous week or that week. And I put those in the grade book online. And then on Friday I stay just a little bit, which today I didn't have to because I had my planning period that was actually finally free during the day. And I planned for Monday. And so, nice. like I didn't, I left yeah. at three o'clock. I walked out the door and I don't have to touch school until Monday morning. Oh, isn't that awesome? It's incredible. <laughs> and and what, I know I'm doing a lot of talking, but like what the Lord uh, is teaching a podcast, me. podcast, so. What, yeah. <laughs> what I'm having to realize is is like changing my perspective because for so long, working a part-time job that didn't pay me enough to pay my bills, truly, yeah. You know, and, and I wasn't a man. Like, I wasn't, I mean, I was, but my job wasn't sustained. Like, I wasn't able to provide for myself and pay yeah. my bills. Yeah. And I wasn't able to do a lot of things. And so I had such a negative perspective of my job. Yeah. And it was like, my job is what I have to do and I don't like it. And then the rest of my life is is my life. It's yeah. my real life. Yeah. And now what the Lord is teaching me is like, it's not that one is good and the other one is bad. They can both be good. Yeah. You just have to keep them in their proper boundaries. Yeah. They have to be perfectly balanced. And if e- either one of them, if my personal life takes over too much yeah. and oversteps its bounds and starts taking away from my ability to do my job, yeah. then that's a problem and that's unhealthy as well. Yeah. So they both have the potential to be good and they both have the potential to be, ba- to be bad. It's, it's balance. I have to have balance. Yeah. Um, and that's just been, that's, that's, that's new for me. Yeah. Like my life has not been balanced maybe ever. Yeah. Like truly. Yeah. You know, cause you come out of high school and then you go to college yeah. and then it's from college keeping the part-time job that you had while you were in college mm-hmm. and not knowing literally till like the night before what time you were coming in the next day yeah. because it changed every single day. There was no planning. There mm-hmm. was no balance. There was no way to organize a life. Yeah. And now there is that. And now there is, this is how much money I'm making a month. Mm-hmm. It's not based on how many hours I worked. Yeah. And this is how many hours I'm working in a day. Yeah. And the kids will be out that door by 250 yeah. because they have to be. Yeah. And it's up to me to decide what nights do I work late? Mm-hmm. How do I get this work done? But it's up to me. Yeah. And then when that's done, I leave. 
Yeah. And it's just, it's new for me. This whole adult thing <laughs> is new. Yeah. But I'm learning to like it. And so yeah. that's like, I may seem much more relaxed than I have been before <laughs> because I have a life now. Yeah. So Which that is was awesome. my, my 20-minute spill. But <laughs> it's actually 12. Oh, well, that's, you know. <laughs> I'm an English teacher. I got to be long-winded now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of coming into that too. Uh, not so much the same thing with the long-windedness, but um, <laughs> but the uh, defining the balance thing, which you know, I've I mean, I've been doing this for longer than you've been doing teaching stuff, so I've kind of I've figured it out, figured out what my balance is. But it took me a while to understand that that you know you leave work at work and you be and you leave home at home as well. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you work in law enforcement, especially when you work in law enforcement, because when you bring either either one or one or the other is terrible. Like if I if I took you know if I brought work home, I would not be respecting my wife the way I should. I would not be treating her the way she should be treated. I would be angry at her all the time and and just you know taking all the aggression that I get built up at work, which yeah. is a lot. <laughs> yeah, if you work in a prison, um, and then or bringing seventh graders. Or with seventh graders, it's pretty similar, actually. Um, but uh, but when you, when you build up a lot of aggression at work, and then you come home, and you, you, part of you feels like well, I have nowhere to put this, like because I, I mm-hmm. you know, I'll break the law if I put it, and if I if I leave it at work, but if I bring it home, then I will treat my wife terribly. So, mm-hmm. it my issue was finding the balance, which meant finding where to put that and it's not always aggression i don't want to sound like i come home mad every day i don't it's mm-hmm. just there's some hard there's some bad days and there's some good days and you know but th- there's always stuff that i could take home from work yeah and so when i get home i it, it was took me a while to figure out where to put that mm-hmm. like you know i don't want to put it all on gretchen and I don't want to just bottle it up inside because that's not healthy either. Mm-hmm. So I kind of figured out that, and, and then well, actually I didn't figure it out. God was just kind of like, "Hey, dude, hey man, I've been I've been here this whole time, you yeah. know, <laughs> I've been hanging out up here. So uh, if you need somewhere to put that, you know, just let me know. <laughs> like yeah. I can help you out with that. Yeah. And so it's been really cool. Like just to my relationship with God has, I would, I mean, I. I guess you could use the word improved, but like it's, I, 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 there was a part of him that I wasn't experiencing before that I am now, mm-hmm. which is the story of a Christian. It, it, right. You know, the walk of, of, of being a Christian is discovering different parts of God, knowing God, like that yeah. book we're going through. Yeah. Um, I should talk about this on Tuesday morning. Um, but uh, no one knows what we're talking about with that. <laughs> we're going through a book on Tuesday morning with a bunch of guys called knowing god by jay yeah. packer anyway um which i haven't been able to be there but i'm <laughs> i'm planning to be able to now because yeah i won't have so much work yeah so which is good yeah because we miss you yeah i and miss you too your little ties and things and I, I needed that like that was good yeah it helps yeah it does it's, i wish i could do it on a day i have to go to work because you get to like sit by at a room like with other guys yeah and like I'm not alone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, we're all doing this together. Yeah, like, exactly. We're not just by ourselves. Yeah. But 
but it's been cool just to kind of lean on God a little bit more and just kind of come home. And when I do come home with bad days, like the one day I got assaulted at work and we're going to leave it at that. Um, yeah. And I came home and I had so much uh, just anger and just aggression and stuff. And, and I even, I mean, God even started doing the work before I even left work. Like he, he started just kind of, Hey dude, you need, let me take that. Let me, I'm just gonna, let's, let's take that. Um, like you need to calm down a little bit, a lot bit. Um, yeah. And, uh, and when I got home, I was just like, God, I hate my job. I hate this. Or actually when I got in the car, when all, everything was said and done, I went to the hospital, I came back and I got, got in my car to go home that day. And then I, I sat in my car and I just, I didn't turn the car on and I mean, I rolled the window. I turned the key because I rolled the windows down because it was hot. Um, but I rolled the windows down. And I just sat there and looked out my st- my windshield, just like I hate my job so much right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I don't understand why why I'm here. I don't want to do this job. I've never in my life wanted to do this job. This is not at all what I want to do, and it's in kind of the field that I want to be in. And it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I hate mm-hmm. this. And God was just kind of like, dude, there's a reason. I'm, I'm God. All right. You got to remember that. So mm-hmm. you're not just here to get, you know, assaulted every day. And you, this, there's, there's a, there's a purpose mm-hmm. for this and not just for you being here, but for this happening. Right. And through that, well, okay. I'll just. I had, there's a guy at work and he threw urine on me, um, his own, I'm assuming. Um, and several cups worth, right? Yeah. yeah three, three little styrofoam cups worth. Um, and, uh, he threw one on me. I grabbed my radio and called the code cause that's assault. And then I grabbed my, went for my spray and he threw two more on me at the same time. And then, uh, I don't want to get into what happened after that, but, um, he's fine. Don't freak out people. He's fine. Um, <laughs> I didn't kill him. Um, and that was, that was the second, the, 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 the second I got angry and, and started that started taking over is when God started working on my heart. Cause he protected me because I heard from many other people in that place. I mean, our officers that they're like, there's a lot of them that said, you know, well, you need to, it's like, you should have done this. The second he threw the first one, don't even worry about the radio. You should have done this, which is normally you should have, you know, beat the brakes off that guy or did, did, you know, whatever, got him back. It was all, you should have got him back. You should have taught him a lesson. And, and I, I got the opportunity because like for a while I was like, well, maybe, maybe I did do the wrong thing. Maybe I should have you know, gone in there because now what if the other inmates don't respect me now? What if, you know, what if I, that was my moment to prove that I, you know, you don't need to mess with me. And God was just like, let me prove that. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't, that's something you don't prove. I fight your battles. You don't let me prove that you do what I tell you to do. You do, you do the, you be Jesus to people who don't have Jesus. And that is, I don't know if you noticed, that is the largest collection of people that probably don't have Jesus. Like, there's a few of them in there that, that are like today. They, there's three guys in my, um, in my dorm, that uh, have a Bible study every day. Um, 
just they go down on the tables, and one of them's a rock man. And he he became a rock man so that he could come out, because um, you let you let them come out on on rock time, which is recreation time. You let them come out on uh, rock time whenever by by levels. So we have an upper level and a lower level. So the low one lower. So the guy became a rock man because he's on the upper level, and the people he does the Bible study Bible study with are on the lower level. So the rock man get to come out every, every like every day. Like whether whether or not the level, their levels out on the rock, mm-hmm. and so uh, so yeah, so he's a, he's you know doing a Bible study, and God was just kind of like, you know, this is, I've gathered the people that probably need me the most right here for you, well not for you for me, but mm-hmm. you know this is God talking, not for anyways. You guys yeah. get it, um, <laughs> but he's like I've gathered all these people. These people are all here. And they're they're probably the people that need me the most, and hey, look, you're here. <laughs> like, why don't you take them, take me to them? And uh, they can't go anywhere; they're in prison. So take me to them. And when that guy did that, and and all those feelings, like I was struggling, like I was talking to Gretchen, like I didn't. They gave me two days off, which I mean, they could. They asked me how, when I wanted to come back to work. I could have gotten a week off. I just told them two days, and um, they gave me two days off. And which I didn't even really like, I know I probably needed it, but I didn't really think so. Like I felt like I come back to work the next day, but then I got home and I tried to go to sleep that night and I didn't realize how much I was going to mess with my head. Like I couldn't sleep. I was so angry. I couldn't sleep for, I didn't sleep well for a week, but I could not sleep the first night. I was just like, I sat there just staring at the ceiling, like thinking about, the terrible things I should in quotes have done to that guy. And then every time God just kind of called, it was just a repetition of me getting angry and thinking about that and God going, no, 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 this is what you should have done and calming me down. It was just that going back and forth. Mm. And, uh, finally I got to the point where I was just like, you know, Danielle was living here, my sister at the time. And, and we were talking about it and we kind of got to the point where it was just like, you know what, this guy's in prison and nine times out of 10, the only thing he knows is getting beaten. And the only way he's been disciplined and just, just really the only, the only, probably the only, only thing he's ever known is, is when he does something wrong, he gets beaten. Mm -hmm. He gets beaten over and over again. And if you can take a beating, what's the point of not doing anything wrong? Right. You know? And so, I mean, he's a big guy. He's kind of, we call him throwing off because, I mean, like he's a little, he has some mental problems, I think, um, like anger problems. And uh, so, you know, like he he, he doesn't know. He probably doesn't know forgiveness. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't know mercy. He's in prison. And the last thing I wanted to do was forgive this guy. And show mercy, but I, all that I could do, at the time, and all the guy was telling me to do was, you need to forgive this guy, and you need to show him mercy, and I know what everybody else is telling you to do, but, this is your chance because I'd been praying like, I had felt like for a while that I was starting to, to kind of blend in, with everybody else. Um, with the other officers and, and sometimes the officers out there, it's, 
kind of indistinguishable between an officer and an inmate sometimes. Um, not all of them, but some of them. And, mm. and just with the, the language and the, the, the content of what they're talking about and just their lifestyles and everything. It was just, I don't, I don't want to blend in with, I don't like what I see out there. I don't want to look like that. And so I was just kind of like, God, I don't want to blend in. I don't want, I want to stand out. And I was like, you know, I'm starting, I feel like I'm starting to blend in and I don't want that. I want to be different. And little did I know God's going to have some guy throw pee on me um, <laughs> to make that happen. But, but <laughs> whereas careful what you pray for, exactly guys. Yeah. Careful what you pray for. Uh, if you want to pray to be an example, who knows, you might have pee thrown on you. Um, but, uh, uh, but yeah. And, and so after that, like God was just like this, everything that you're hearing right now is what those officers would do is what the people like. I love these people. I don't get me wrong. I, I like these. There's a lot of guys out there that I trust in my life, but I don't like their lifestyles. And so you got, which is like all these people that are out here that you, you don't want to look like, you know, you don't want to blend in with these people. This is what they're telling you they sh- that you should have done and that you should do if you see him again. And, or if something like that happens again, because you, you, even though it's prison, you can't just walk up to somebody and punch them. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even if they did throw pee on you weeks ago, you can't just walk up to them and punch them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and they're like, you know, if something happens like that again, this is what you should do. You should have done this. You should. And I was just like, finally, I, I told a guy, one of the guys that I respect the most out there was, I was uh, my buddy Brewer, and he was like, I was like, man. Honestly, I don't know if you, if you gonna understand what I'm about to say or not, but this is, you know, you know, my, my religion and my, and more than my religion, my relationship with Jesus Christ is, 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 is the most thing, this is the most important thing to me. And what I feel like God is telling me to do, and then, which is a whole nother conversation we'll have in a minute about you saying things like what I feel like God is telling me to do to someone who doesn't really yeah. is not really involved in church. It's just a whole, opens a whole new door in your mind. Um, cause you get, looks like God's telling you to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Big man upstairs is talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you should listen. <laughs> Maybe you should go to G building. Um, uh, which is the mental health building. Um, but, uh, but you know, I was like, I feel like I just, you know, this guy, I explained everything I just said to you. Like this guy doesn't experience mercy on a daily basis. He probably, I don't know if he's ever experienced forgiveness or mercy. And I feel like God's telling me to forgive this guy and to move on. I feel like he protected me in the moment by allowing me to do exactly what I needed to do as an officer. I did, you know, I wasn't textbook, but it was pretty dang close to what we're supposed to do. And none of the, none of that is what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do was beat the brakes off the guy because he threw pee on me, but I didn't. I did exactly what I was supposed to do, followed procedure, and the second I started to stray away from procedure, God protected me by allowing my sergeant to come in there and be like, "Come on!" He grabbed me by the back of the shirt and pulled me out, and you know, it's you know, I, I luckily I, you know, if that could if that would have gone a little differently, I could either be dead. He could be dead or I could be out of a job. And luckily none of those things happened. And once I had kind of backed away from the situation and saw how God protected me, 
um, I really kind of was like, okay, now I get why I'm here. Now I understand why you put me here. And now I understand why, why this balance is important. Now I understand why, you know, why, why I'm here. Cause I didn't know at first and I hated it, but I get it now. There's, you know, there either I was just supposed to do that or I'm just supposed to continue in doing that is in, in setting an example as you know, what a, what it means to, you know, show Christ to people who don't know him. Um, well, that was cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, it, and you know, and there's also um, God's teaching me patience with waiting for the sheriff's department thing, which they opened up today, and I applied for the sheriff's department today. So, Shelby County. Shelby County. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they start in I think February, so we'll see. But academy starts or like the whole the, the academy, which is six months long. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Six months six long. Six months long. It's twenty-one weeks. Holy cow. Yeah. The Memphis Police Department's Academy, Police Academy, and the Sheriff's Department uh, Police Academy, Shelby County Sheriff's Department Police Academy, is the longest academy in the United States. Police Academy in the United States. Why? I have no idea. But, which doesn't make much sense for MPD, because maybe they're really good officers when they come out of, which I don't, I don't want to down talk MPD officers, because they already get enough, you know, hassle as it is, but... Um, cause there's some really good officers out there. There's some really good MPD police officers, but it's the, the, the few bad ones or the number of bad ones that have ruined it for everyone. Created a reputation. Exactly. Which sucks because the other ones are awesome. Like yeah. I know some really nice, really good cops. That's that usually how it works. Yeah. Yeah. One bad apple. Sour apples. Yeah. Screw it up bunch. for everybody. Yeah. But, uh, but Sher- the Shelby County Sheriff's Department has, they have a good reputation and they are some of the best trained officers um, in this area. So hmm. there's a reason why theirs is six months long. Um, and there's also a reason why <coughs> they start off with a class. That they The last class they started off with a class of 30 uh, something, upper 30 something, like almost 40 people, I think. And the graduating class was 20. Wow. Yeah. So there's a So that tells you something. Yeah. It's tough. You know, it's it's there's a high standard. Um but I can do it. I think. I think I'm prepared for it. If God if God lets me do it, I think I'll be all right. Yeah. Um, but So yeah. That's what um something you were saying was uh stood out to me. Um, because it's similar to what um, the Lord has been teaching me as well. And um, something my dad said in that same conversation when he was talking about, you know, don't look for the circumstances to change, but you, you look to be made stronger. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was talking about, because one of the things that I was really struggling with and was really discouraging me um, was, like you said, like not liking the job. And that was something that was huge for me when I worked at the bakery was when I get a real job, I want it to be something that I love. Yeah. Like I want to look forward yeah. to going in the morning and I, I want to work to feel like work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and I want to do something where I'm not working to get paid. I get paid so that I can work. Yeah. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not doing the job to get paid. I get paid so that I can do the, do job. the job. Yeah. It's a passion. It's a passion. Yeah. And that's something that I've always wanted. I know that's kind of what I think everybody wants in some way. Yeah. But that's something that has always been very important to me. Like, yeah, kind of a deal breaker for any job, uh, yeah. any real job. Yeah. Um, and so I just wasn't really enjoying teaching yet. And, and I, I knew and I had to talk myself down and just keep reminding myself like this is first nine weeks. Like we haven't even finished the first nine weeks of my first year. Yeah. Like don't get discouraged that you don't enjoy it yet. Yeah. Most people probably don't, you know? Yeah. But even then, just because of me and because of my situation, I, I was I was wrestling with it. And something my dad said was, um, he said, you know, even if you can't find joy in the job, find joy in the Lord that you know you're where he wants you to be. Yeah. So even if you can't rejoice in the job, rejoice in the Lord. Yeah. Because you're doing what he wants you to do. Yeah. And you are exactly where he wants you to be. So yeah. so rejoice in him. Yeah. And maybe joy in the job will come later. Yeah. And I began to do that. And I'm still in the process of learning that because I forget, you know, I'm, I forget real quick. And I don't know, every day sometimes I'll have to remember that. But But when I rejoice in him, and just rejoicing in the fact that I am finally where he wants me to be. Yeah. And I'm doing what he wants me to be doing. There is joy in that. Yeah. Even when the circumstances are not really enjoyable at all. Yeah. In some cases. And so that has made a huge difference. And then also something the Lord just kind of just keeps reminding me of like a lot lately he he kind of speaks to me in phrases sometimes and there'll be like snippets of words that will just kind of repeat in my mind sometimes. Yeah. And a lot of times when I start getting discouraged or I start having my perspective about a situation and it's all doom and gloom and it's all negative. Yeah. He'll just kind of tap me on the shoulder and he'll say, okay, this too is God's grace for you. Hmm. Like this how about, I see where you're coming from, but how about we look at it from this perspective? Yeah. And he kind of like flips it around and helps me to kind of see a glimpse of what he's doing maybe. Yeah. Or, or his perspective. And he, he, he's just, and then he'll say, this too, this situation, like getting urine poured on you. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, this too is God's grace for you. Yeah. <laughs> because... It is so incredibly gracious of God to even decide to use us at all. Yeah. And and Josh and I were talking about this yesterday, and it was just this huge epiphany where the Holy Spirit just really met with us and really revealed some things to me. And and it was like, who are we? Yeah. You know? And I know that God is always working for his glory and for our good, but even our good is just a byproduct of him working for his glory. Yeah when we are on board with working for his glory, then we get good out of it because that's the way the universe was meant to run. Yeah. Like it's not like our good is a focal point. You know what I mean? Like our good is a byproduct of operating and focusing on his glory. And so how gracious of it is it of God to 
redeem us first of all. Yeah. And then say, I'm going to use you in my anthem. Like I'm going to use you in my kingdom. Yeah. And today that means you're going to get pee thrown on you. Yeah. And as backwards as that sounds, this too is God's grace for you. Yeah. Because he's decided to use you in his kingdom. Yeah. Like you don't deserve that. Not at all. You know? Yeah. And like we don't think that way because A, we're human. B, we're westernized Americans, you know? And so like we think we deserve everything and it's all about us. And we are God. And and he just keeps reminding me like every difficult situation, it's like this too is my grace extended towards you. Yeah. Because I'm using you in my story. Mm -hmm. Rejoice in that. Yeah. I didn't throw you aside and say, I can't use you. Yeah. You're worthless to me. I'm using you. Yeah. Be grateful that you're usable. Yeah. Now be <laughs> yeah. continue to be usable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just such a it's such a focus shift. Yeah. And it's like, oh wait, it really isn't about me. Like it really, really, really isn't about me. Yeah. But it really isn't about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and even after we say that, we yeah. still don't get that it really isn't. Yeah. And it's all about us being welcomed into yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know what he's just been doing in me and just like pouring into me is like, he'll give me these moments of clarity where he's just like, open up, open up your eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always been able to see this way, but I've kind of become blind to it in, in some ways. And And he'll be like, look at the world around you. Like, just look, just look around and don't just see buildings and houses and trees and people and animals. Yeah. Don't just see those things like everybody else sees them. Yeah. See molecules colliding Mm. and vibrating atoms bouncing off each other, dancing. Yeah. You know, like the whole, and then as a result of that, like, see the universe yeah like see it on a molecular atomic scale like everything right now in this room is vibrating Mm -hmm. it's moving (laughs) things are shifting you know it's it's a melody yeah it's a harmony it's shifting yeah and then you explode that out as wide as you can get it (laughs) and the whole universe galaxies upon galaxies upon galaxies and stars that are just constantly birthing out new stars they're all vibrating. Everything's shaking. Yeah. Everything's spitting stuff out. And it's all this anthem. It's all this anthem. It's like, Jesus, 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 <laughs> Jesus. Like, he's God. He's yeah. God. He's yeah. bigger than everything. He's God. Yeah. Did you hear that? He's God. He's God. <laughs> yeah. He's God. Hey, he's God. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it's this vibrate. It's this melody yeah. that all of creation is a part of. But humans have the ability to rebel against that and to write our own melody and to say, I'm God. And we have this discordant melody going on. Our own song that doesn't fit in with his song that he's been writing since before time. And and, and he's just, I don't, it's just, maybe that sounds cheesy, but for me, he's just been like, wake up, hear the anthem, and join in. Yeah. And if being in a room with 25 obnoxious seventh graders that don't want to learn anything (laughs) and think they know everything for 96 minutes if doing that 
is how I use you to sing my song, then do that. Yeah. And that's my way. And I don't always get it right because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm screwed up. Yeah. But if I'm doing that obediently, then that's my way of joining in with everything else and saying, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. He's God. Yeah. Have you, have you heard? He's God. Yeah. Did you know? Like, did you, did you know that? Like, he's not just like, he's God. Mm-hmm. Like God <laughs> of everything. <laughs> the like, God. Like, let's, yeah. ju- let's jo- like join in. Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Like, let's join in to this anthem. How are you not so, how are you not excited about yeah. this? Like, why, let's, let's start vibrating with everything else yeah. into this, this melody. Yeah. You know? So I, that's, that's for me is just like this mantra. Like he's teaching me no matter what the circumstance is, no matter how dire or discouraging it seems, this too is God's grace extended towards you. Yeah. It's not over yet. He's using you in this and he's using this in you. Yeah. You know, don't lose heart. This is grace. Yeah. Be grateful for that. Yeah. So that's just kind of (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> exploding my mind yeah. right now man just so far out there man we're at 41 minutes yeah i should probably call it <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the best episodes though yeah that you look up and you're at 41 minutes you didn't don't even feel it no and that doesn't even hurt <laughs> can't even feel it i feel like i feel like the one thing that we we one bad thing we had about meeting about doing this every week was we'd lose steam like we'd lose things to talk about yeah when we go away for a month and come back and and talk we talk for 41 minutes and we don't even know yeah we're planning we're doing the thing again where we talk about our podcast on our podcast (laughs) as though nobody can hear us yeah (laughs) which may be the case yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah very well could be the case (laughs) but i don't i care but i don't care yeah like we're still gonna do it. we said from the beginning if nothing else happens 25 years from now we have a lot of great conversations yeah that we have for us and our kids and our grandkids you know like for them to look back and listen these guys are stupid yeah (laughs) but it's like a modern journal you know like yeah people at our age find their parents or grandparents journals Mm -hmm. this is a verbal recorded journal weird journal that we wrote together yeah because back in the day, they had these things called iPhones. Yeah. Like you get this app called a podcast app. app. and you listen to them. Yeah. Is there music? No, people just talk. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> for 45 minutes. You listen to somebody talk for 45 minutes like college. I don't want to <laughs> do that. Yeah. Is it funny? Not all the time. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it's just pathetic. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we we have a Twitter, as always. Poser Twitter. Podcasts. At Poser Podcast is on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Poser Podcast slash Facebook, or the other way around, Facebook.com slash Poser Podcast. We have our own website. We have our own website. Um, Which is pretty cool, I got to say. It is pretty cool. And and I I do, I don't want to jump the gun, (laughs) but I have been seriously actually considering, and hopefully, maybe even tomorrow, because tomorrow's my day off. Um getting on the blog on our website and uh updating that and maybe sharing a little bit of some awesome blogness. Yeah, I wrote one blog that's about 
Uh, it takes about a minute and a half to read because it wasn't very long. Yeah. <laughs> it's about um, uh, my wife's grandmother dying. It was around that time when that uh, when that all happened, and I don't know. It was something that was on my heart, and I felt like yeah, it was good. It's a good idea to put it out there. And I, I and I, there's still some more stuff that I think I want to put out there. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna start writing more. Yeah. Yeah. So go check that out. And also, uh, this could be a while before anything comes of it, but we are trying to start some kind of a YouTube's thing with Josh. Yeah, YouTube's. There would the be U- the um, like music videos and things like that. The YouTube people are uh, going to come out and film videos for us. So that's still in the works. That's there's not no, going to happen. There's no YouTube people. I'll come out and film videos of you and Josh. <laughs> We're the YouTube people. Playing um, musics. Yeah, so that would be fun. And uh, something else. Oh, we might have a new home, like like recording-wise. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I guess it's a little too early to talk about that. Perhaps. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Spoilers! Ah! Spoilers. We still haven't talked about all the... As River Song would say. <sighs> we still haven't talked about all the comedy no, stuff that has been going on. We better stop talking right now. Yeah, because... Now we're at 45 minutes. We could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, we could. Uh, okay, well, yeah, that's it. That's all. That's our time. Hashtag Poser Nation. What's up? Which is about three people. It's a small nation. It's a, yes. It's like a third world country. Uh, uh, it's like a village. <laughs> <laughs> poser, we should poser hashtag village. Poser, poser Village. Um, poser Shack. <laughs> poser who I lean to. <laughs> Poser small group. Um, uh, yeah. Poser so. closet. <laughs> we could keep doing this for a long time. <laughs> Just poser small things. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, uh, man, don't don't stare at the potato. Sorry. What? What? Don't stare. At the don't. Don't stare at the potato. Don't you do it. Stop that. Uh.